Hallelujah. I want to continue to share with you through every crisis. Through every crisis. You can turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 through 31. We've gone through some various situations with Jacob. How when he is entering, going back to his homeland, where God had told him to go there, he left Laban and with all the goods and such from Laban's house that God had blessed him with. That's one thing great about the Lord is that God is so merciful to us. A lot of people continue doing the wrong things and think that they, they have God's approval, know what they have, and good things keep happening to them. What they have is the mercy of God. And that eventually it catches up to them of what they're doing wrong because God will get their attention. How many of you believe God will get our attention? And he has something to say to us and each and every one of us. But then he's leaving, and as he's leaving, he realizes as he enters into that place, his homeland, he had to deal with a past issue, a major issue that made him leave to begin with. And that was stealing the birthright and the blessing and made him run from his brother Esau, who was older by all tradition's sake, should have been the one receive the blessing and birthright. But God had another plan. God will work outside of our box that we create, you know. God will work outside the box of tradition. And I'm so glad for that, Greg, because of tradition keeps us stale. Tradition keeps us boxed in. Tradition makes us think that since this pandemic has occurred, we can't seem to have church anymore. Well, for those who are in the box, church is not so easy anymore because they left God in the box and the church in the box. But those who believe in God outside of traditions of what is normal, and I'll tell you what, nothing's normal. Nothing's normal. Did you know God is not normal? He's not, he's far above what we'd ever imagine or think. He's not just our normal, explainable God that we can figure him out and explain him away. You know, it's, it's like, it's like a being with your spouse. You think you know her, but do you really know her? And as the years go by, you know a lot of her, but then you find out, well, there's still always that bit of mystery and, unpredictability about our spouse God is not predictable God is faithful and all-powerful and God calls the shots he calls the shots no matter what happens to us to the believers God is calling the shots over us and he's keeping us and he's helping us. So here it is. He, he then has to deal with Esau. And he knows when we talked about his prayer and he sought God. But then he got his hands on what should have been committed to God. And many times we put our hands on stuff and try and do things for God and be Holy Ghost Junior and get in the way and make it complicated and making the water murky because we're, we're working around when we just need to believe God, trust in God and have faith in God. Finally, after he sends every 
everything and everybody away. He still has to face his dilemma and deal with his crisis. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word, and I thank you, God, for you being with us during this worship time. And those who have come out this morning, Lord, let your word come alive in us. I've learned a long time ago, Father, that where I'm insufficient, your word is all-sufficient. And the Spirit of God will use your word. Speak to our hearts and have your way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Through every crisis, and I think this is an important word because many people are facing crisis right now. An unpredicted, something that caught people totally off guard crisis. You ever had those happen in your life? I mean, everybody's going to talk from years from now. Where were you during the year 2020? What happened to you? We'll be talking that. I, I, I was talking to some young people. I said, you know, you're going to be telling your grandchildren about 2020 when it happened and what you did during the year of 2020 and how it affected. Amen. You'll be able to share that. But here... We, we need to understand that God will be with us through every crisis that we face. There are multiple crises we will face in our life, things that will uh, challenge our faith, things that will challenge our health, things that will challenge our finances, things that will challenge our dreams, things that will challenge the direction that we're wanting to go in, but it will be an important step in our life. Is a There's a mile, a mile marker for every crisis that we face. There's an example to realize that God was there. It was the uh, children of Israel with with Joshua when they crossed the river Jordan they left a memorial a mile marker for the crisis that they dealt with and it wasn't an honor to say look what we did but look what God did and so therefore through every crisis God wants us to walk away and a crisis can become that moment that time in history with us that we saw the hand of God move where God moved in ways that we couldn't imagine and we look back and say God brought me through that crisis there will be an end to this there will be an end to a crisis it has a beginning and it has an end now you say pastor why are you saying that I say by faith I believe and I know something might have a beginning, but it's going to have an end. Amen. And that we're going to go through every crisis because of God. We are all in the process of becoming. I don't care how old you are, you're in the process of becoming. You're going through stage after stage different moments and times of your life and many times crises are there and here Jacob is stuck in the middle Laban is behind him and he can't go back and Esau is in front of him so here he is stuck in the middle between a rock and a hard place in Genesis 32 verse 24 and he arose that night and took his two wives his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok 
he took them, sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone. Say alone. You ever been alone? You know that alone time, really alone when you, it hit the pit of your stomach, you were alone. Where that you may have been in a large room but everything was crowding in on you because you suddenly realized you were alone. You had no distractions. You, you, you had nothing to do. You feel alone. Many times students feel like they're alone when they can't go and they don't have Wi-Fi and they can't get on their device and they can't text and there's no phone reception. It's nothing. It's like they suddenly feel like they're all alone. And I know most students don't like that type of feeling, but you and I know and understand we have our moments of alone. And here he is alone. Then Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestling with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that the, he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. Touched the socket of Jacob's hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face. And my life is preserved. I, I somehow feel like there's a sense of reverence there. A sense of awe. A sense of wow. Whoa. I have survived. I was preserved. I've seen God face to face. To faith. Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him and he limped on his hip. Hallelujah. Jacob was left alone. When you are alone, especially during a crisis, you come to terms with the situation and you have no one to hide behind or no distraction from the crisis everything seems to come to a head when you're alone at the moment of crisis you know what I'm talking about the living room shrinks and it's usually nighttime when that happens it shrinks and you're sitting there and you don't or it's early morning still dark and the day the next day hasn't dawned and you're wondering what am I going to do with this situation how am I going to handle this I I don't know what I'm what the steps to take I don't know and then through your Christian logic you somehow come to the right mind and you begin to pray oh God I need you at this hour. The world's closing in on me, and I don't know what I'm going to. Am, am I preaching to anybody here this morning? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you been through, through some experience and journey in life where that you felt that way? And so there was no one to hide behind. He was all alone. 
Now, I want to say something to you that, that I mentioned before, that crisis is, uh, also can be defined as a moment of change and transformation, that something had transformed and it changed. Now, I thought about this the other day, and I think this is, this is where a lot of people are right now, is that there's a difference between the word transition and transformation. There's a difference between those two words, even though they begin with the, the first, uh, um, first five letters, the same letters there of trans, but let me tell you, don't look up what trans mean, because suddenly it will tell you all the definitions of chaos and crisis and conflict. That's what that word trans means, uh, and I'm not on Facebook, so it's okay. I can do it. They won't bleep me or, or blank me or turn me off or whatever, silence me. You know what I'm talking about, but this trans, uh, trans transition and transformation, they're two Two different things, but people go by one of those words or one of those terms. Uh, you see, transition is movement or change of position. You move around, you 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 kind of go from one spot to another spot, and that's a transition or movement going forward in your life. But then there's the word transformation, and transformation is Latin in origin. Of course, we know in the Bible. Jesus, that word transformation was the same metamorpho that was the word used when Jesus transfigured before his disciples. It's the same word used in metamorphosis where I preached before about the butterfly transforming and changing. So transformation is, uh, in the English, it's Latin in origin. And it means transformation means change of shape, change in person and character. L listen to me what I'm trying to say here. See, the thing is this, is that a lot of people are trying to make things and do things and trying to make sure that there is that ultimate change in their life. But all they're doing is going from one spot to another spot. They're, they're not being stopping in one moment, becoming alone and realizing what's really needed in their life. They go here and there thinking fulfillment of life and the answers to their circumstances is going to this place or that place. Some people treat church that way. You know, they go from all, from church to church to church because they think that, that in order to deal with a problem, they must leave it and get away from it and then the next thing they know the problem they left from the other church is there at the other church they just, they just have a different name than the name of the person at the other place the issue is within you and moving from place to place to place isn't going to solve it why because the church is filled with flawed people the church uh, is all churches are filled with human beings and God had placed such a divine thing in to the hands of man to lead on this planet and it's called the church the body of Christ now that the thing that we must realize and understand is it going from place to place some people go from school to school to school some people go from shop to shop to shop honey you are one size and that's the size you are and it doesn't matter what store you go to and what clothes you try on you're still no matter you try and transition you're still the same size 
So I've transitioned going here and there, running about, running around. There are people today, this morning, that are transitioning. They're running from place to place thinking that that's the answer to everything going on in their life, but it's not the answer. It's not going to bring the change that they're really looking for. The change that they're looking for, they're needing, their heart is crying out for, is the word transformation that literally changes the shape of us and changes the inside of us. And a transformation is needed in our heart. Amen. America that's facing this crisis of the pandemic, going place to place and vacation to vacation, it's not going to heal our land. What's going to heal our land is a spiritual transformation in the hearts of people. Transitioning from president to president is not going to solve the ultimate need of humanity on this planet. It's transformation. It's a heart change. Can I get an amen out of that? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And so there's a difference between transition and transformation. People think that being in motion and moving around from place to place will change them. But that's transition. The only transformation, only transformation will change the person, change the shape of the person inside and out. That's transformation. Now God finally had Jacob where he wanted him. Want him alone. He wanted him alone. He wanted him alone. It took a while because Jacob didn't want to be alone. You know, he had the people hanging with him. He sent his animals but still had his, his family with him. And, you know, when, when people are running from God, they don't want to be alone. They don't want to be alone. Things get really uncomfortable if, they're, if an altar call is being received and everybody's quiet and they suddenly feel alone in the room realizing, man, the preacher's preaching at me because I'm under conviction and I need to go to an altar. How, how many here remember that? situation in your life because you feel alone you know when people are running from God they don't want to be alone they don't want to face themselves and they don't want want to face God but verse 24 tells us that finally Jacob was alone and he had a confrontation with God I believe with all my heart that this man that Jacob wrestled with was the uh, was the incarnate Jesus Christ I believe God came down and began to work out something or work over Jacob. He was face to face with Jesus and, and there was a wrestling match. Now, it wasn't Jacob wrestling with the Lord, but it was the Lord wrestling with Jacob. Let me tell you this. I, I just get this picture, okay? I get this picture of the Lord showing up, man showing up, and Jacob's there. He's no longer alone. I believe that it was the Lord that started the match. Mm. You ever seen people before they fight back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They keep pushing, pushing back and forth, back and forth. Then finally they get into the fight, the wrestling match. I believe God came and pushed it. Hey! And Jacob got into the wrestling match with the Lord. But see, the Lord didn't want to overcome him. The Lord was trying to do something with him because he loved him so much. Finally, when they had wrestled all night, the Lord touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and crippled him. Now here, Jacob came out of a very elite family. 
Abraham received the blessing of God. He was blessed greatly. His grandfather Abraham, no doubt, had the great godly influence or, or influence in Jacob. And then his father Isaac, God had blessed him and he seen God move in his life. And he so much wanted a blessing from God. But sometimes, let me tell you, in this story and account, we can realize that sometimes there's always a touch before a blessing. And sometimes it can be painful. But God says that there needs to be a touch. Jacob, you can't be who you are and receive what I have to give. But I will touch you and will change you. It will be painful, but it will be transforming in your life. And so many times we're looking for a blessing. I can't tell you, Christians, that we are real quick. We want to pray for blessings. Blessings, Lord, we want blessings, blessings. When really God will come to us and we think, okay, the blessing's coming. The Lord's moving. All God's presence is here. And all of a sudden, bam! Instead of the loving open hand of the grandfather and father, he wrestled them and touched the hollow of his side so he couldn't, his hip socket, so he couldn't, he couldn't move. Now, we need a touch before we can receive a blessing. We need transformation before we can receive a blessing. You want a blessing from God? Are you willing to be transformed through God and in him and in his word? And so, now when the wrestlers, you know, the, the thing is that when he hit the, and the hollow of his thigh and his hip came out of socket, that did you know the, that w when a wrestler's legs are gone, he can't do anything. His strength is in his legs. His movement, his legs, that's the strongest muscle. That's the strongest muscle for a wrestler. And here Jacob was crippled. His final weapon that he had was gone. And if all his plans and strength had failed, he thought, well, maybe I could run from the situation if I had to. But here it was, he couldn't even run because his hip was out of place because he was touched by the Lord and got his attention. God brought him to a place of utter, absolute, complete brokenness and dependence. The Lord said to this crippled man, he says, let me go. Ironically, Jacob, his name means that he received his name when he was being born. He had his hand grabbing to the heel of Esau. And so his name means grabber. Grabber. <laughs> what is your name? Well, my name's Jacob. Okay, grabber. And I picture this man who can't get up, who can't move, who can't overcome, but he's holding on for dear life. But this time he's not holding on for dear life with his schemes and his plans and his plots that he'd done before. He's not holding on for dear life for the possessions and the things that he had. But now he's holding on for dear life to the Lord. And that was exactly what God wanted. He wanted him to see that if you're going to walk, if you're going to function, if you're going to be blessed, then you need to be broken before you're blessed. And, and I will bless you and just grab a hold of me and don't let go. Hallelujah. 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 He's grasping, he's holding on. He said, saying, he said, oh God, oh God, I need you. I will not let you go except you bless me. God was waiting for those words. 
And right after that moment, the angel asked Jacob for his name. He knew what it was. He realized he was a liar, cheater, crook, and fraud, schemer, and deceiver. God gave him a new name. You see, your name is no longer Jacob, but now it's Israel, a prince of God. Israel, the name Israel has the name of God in it. The word, the letters E-L-L for God, so Israel. So now his name was tied in with the name of God. This is our blessing. This is our advantage. We are Christian. We are Christ-like. We have the Lord. This is what the world hates about us, is that we're Christ-like. We are Christian. Doesn't like us saying we're Christian. You can be some other and, but don't be a Christian. But when you're a Christian, you're saying, I've got the name of the Lord. I've got God's name, his authority, his rights, his provision, his power, his victory in my life. I have God, and his name is in my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know, before I was preacher, I was Christian. I was in Christ. I was, he's a part of my life. Hallelujah. That's why when I started a job and people would talk to me, I would never tell them I'm a preacher. First off, I'd tell them I'm a Christian. Because that's what you are. We got any Christians in the room? Got anybody that got that has the Lord's calling, God's anointed? Now, Christ wasn't Jesus' last name, but Christ meant anointed one. And the world was looking for the Christ, and now we are Christians. We are Christians. We're like him and gave him a new name. He became prince with God because they finally came to the end of himself. Isn't it so true that when we're less of ourselves, we're more powerful with God? But when we're into more of ourselves, we're less powerful with God. The most powerful people in the world are humble people before God. I would much rather go to a person to pray for me that I knew walked in true humility and service to the Lord than go to any big name preacher to pray over me. Because humility is power. Humility is connection. Humility is walking with a limp. That's humility. Well, like Tommy Tenney said, don't ever trust anybody that doesn't walk with a limp. That hasn't been in the presence of God. That hasn't realized their brokenness led to blessing in their life. And they realize their total dependence upon God. How true it is today. Where is our flashy, showy, Showtime ministries now. Where are they now? I'll tell you where they are. They're really having to readjust because God's wanting them to readjust. God says, I don't want you in transition. I want you in transformation mode. And if we believe this is an end times and that Jesus is coming back again, then there's an end time revival and therefore the Lord wants to revive but will only transform those who are broken before him who want him so much that even if they have no strength, they'll hold on to him with their very arms and say, Lord, I will not let you go except you bless me. He 
became a prince with God because he finally came to the end of himself. You see, God wanted to bless Jacob, not to hurt him. God crippled him that he might crown him. God broke him that he might bless him. You know why many of us aren't truly blessed? We've not been truly broken. Some of us need to be rebroken. We broke a long time ago, come to Jesus, got saved. Some of us still holding on to that broken moment. But look at, look at you now and where you've been since then. Maybe it's time for a re-breaking. Oh, nobody's shouting now. Maybe perhaps it's time for a, a re-breaking so that a re-dependence upon God, the Lord will break us. This is your transformation moment. The Lord's wanting to break you so he might bless you. I know that sounds sadistic and horrible and mean-spirited of God, but God knows I can't bless you the way that you are. But if you allow yourself to receive my touch, then I'll bless you. I'll give you a new name now. What's so great about Israel is that he became... Listen, listen what happens in the scripture here. Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. He said, for I've seen God face to face and my life is preserved. In other words, Israel meant the one who prevailed against God and man and prevailed. Do you know what that really means? Those things that you got to deal with, those things things that make you afraid, that intimidate you, that want to bring you down, that, that Esau in your life that has 400 soldiers and ready to tear you up and it looks like that that person or that thing is totally against you. Do you know what this, this scripture means to us in this account? Is that Jacob realized it. God blessed him. He called the place Penal because I've seen the face of God and I've lived. In other words, he's saying this, if I can face and be before the face of God, I can face anything. I can face Esau. I can deal with anything that comes against my life. Whatever it is, COVID-19, whatever, I can face anything because I've been in the face of God. I walk with a limp. I've been in God's presence. I've seen him face to face I'm alive in him and if I can go before God and God gives me an okay and a thumbs up and a blessing then I can face anything that may come against me in the name of my God you know what his blessing was confident he had confidence now walking with a limp more confidence then than ever before Everything gone and everybody gone and walking in more confidence then because he had come face to face with God. And because he come face to face with God, he can come face to face with anything. Do you believe that? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Having a God encounter will allow us to encounter and overcome anything in our life. In our life. The thing about Jacob is that he went to Bethel at the very beginning, 20 years before, and he left a changed man. 
when the Lord told him the blessing they had for him and promise. But now today as well, Jacob departs from his encounter, a transformed, changed man. And with a limp, he's marked. He's marked by God. He's marked by God. Every time he limped around, someone say, Brother Jacob, you okay? Oh yeah. Let me tell you how I got this limp. Let me tell you about my encounter. I got a confidence I can believe in my God no matter what. And God blessed him and blessed him. Jacob's limp isn't so much a mark of discipline but of remembrance of encounter. A mark which reminded him ever after of the seriousness with which he served his God. A mark of faith which he carried to his grave. We can do and we can face anything through our God. We get through this journey, through every crisis, every crisis through our God. And people today, there is such a spirit looming that's almost becoming an epidemic of depression because of the continuousness of conditions and news and news. Let's share the good news. Jesus Christ. Let's share the gospel. Let's share faith in the word of God. Let everybody else share the other stuff. But let us share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because we're the bearer of the good news. People look forward to seeing us coming because we got the good news. Oh, we're limping because we've had an encounter with God and we're forever changed. I thank God for his touch. You thank him for his touch. And thank him that he blesses you. That he cares so much that he'll knock us out of commission so he can get our attention be able to minister to us and bless us. That he'll transform us, not just transition us to another place, but we'll be transformed. He's good at that transformation. There's going to come a time where the trumpet of God's going to sound. In a moment of the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed. Hallelujah. He's coming back, isn't he? He's coming back. He's coming back. How many here say, Pastor, I want to walk in this life of transformation. I'm not going to let anything with a face on it come against me and any issues or stuff. I'm just going to look into the face of God and I know that my God will take care of everything. That if I can go before my God, then I can go before the enemy and know that God's given me victory. Hallelujah. 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 God doesn't give you a fighting chance. God gives you the victory. You don't just, you know, put up a good fight. No, honey, you've won it. You've already won it through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. I'll talk about next Sunday about the rest of this when he comes face to face with Esau. Would you stand with me? Even when the 
transformation, God, and transformation is what's going to carry us through this situation, through every crisis. Transform us right now, God. Change me, Lord. Change my talk. Change my walk. Change everything about me, God. Let your blessings may flow in my life, oh Lord. I don't want to choke away any of your blessings. Lord, I want to be submissive to you, obedient to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Is that your prayer? Just pray to him. Say, Lord, I want to be obedient to you. I submit to you, O Lord. I will not let you go until you bless me, God. I realize, Lord, I'm nothing without you. Hallelujah. You're my strength. You're my power. You're my victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and sing Lord, in Jesus' name, that you anoint us. We can leave this place today, God. We start off our week today, beginning of the new week today. Lord, use us during this week. Help us, Lord, to share the gospel and to be a light. Help us to witness to others. And Lord, may we begin to share Jesus in a way that we've never shared him before. For Lord, we thank you that these are the last days and you're giving power for the last days to your people, Lord. We thank you and we praise you and glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. We love you. See you Wednesday night.
that. Try that with full kit there. Whatever comes to you, it's okay. I think I want a little more body in it. God say no? Just a little bit and then we'll take a break. think it's pretty easy to play in any key which I like songs like that <laughs> I can see it there do I am I off when I do this <laughs> come on you weary come on am I am I off key when I shut up Mike <laughs> he said he wouldn't want to go there <laughs> what key should we put it in or should we switch songs What's the one you just had what? in? Whatever note you just played. Where's that at? Because this is the one Noah used a few weeks ago. <laughs> Let me see if I can sing in that key. Hand me her chords. Her chords. That's why Noah did that. You're singing the G. I'm somewhere off. What? I've noticed that when I'm uh, up front here, there's an yeah. imbalance in the music. What do we do? Toward me? And turn down and let the mic pick it up more. Come and thirst no more. Let's try that. Oh, uh, that's the original chords. I'm just gonna see if I can do it. I, I was trying, and I'm like, I'm throwing all of it. I was like, it's either you know pastor we used try to have that up 16. Try during christmas or something where we took that down you want that back up by you steve check 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 okay. one two we three that is that good whatever you were playing okay you found that cool. already and then that okay. way, i'd like for most of them to come out of this 
so we can control it up there if there's a little bit of change. What about here? Did that get any better? Because I feel that it changed a lot, but I'm not touching it. What are you talking about? Like. No, it didn't sound loud. That's what I'm saying, because we had trouble. I know that you said it was really messed up a few weeks ago. Now, is it better now? Because I'm not, um, I'm not touching that's, it. That's totally different. His oh, aunt is flowing like, out. Okay. Okay, and I get it because also too, like with me, I'm going with it too. Okay. Okay. Let me see, and I'll go run these off for everybody. You, it's B flat. You may have to adjust his volume once he starts playing and everything. B flat, F, and E flat. One, two, three, four. Come all you weary, come all you thirsty. I'm just saying if I can sing it, Micah. Come to the well that never runs dry. I just said, hold on. I just, I'll say it again, and I'll go get everybody one. It's B flat, and then the F, and then the E flat. Those are the three. Then let's just see if we can I sing like it this better. Backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. One, two, three, four. Come on, you weary. Come on, you thirsty. Come to the well. They never once try. Drink of the water. Come and thirst no more. Is that better for y'all? Just a minute, I'll go get everybody one. And you do whatever you want, you rebel. Is it G with a capo? Yeah. Okay, this feels more comfortable to sing. It's a good place. Well, and then I think that just for us to save your other one, that'll be what Noah does it with. Okay. But we just have to do this when we have different people here. Thank you. Go get a break. Thank you. And uh, we got to spray the seat. Oh, Tina's coming to spray the seat, so never mind. Just be up here by 1030. Thank you. Now, the rest of the church ain't going to be here yet. <laughs> We're going to work on getting them back here at 1030. <laughs> Lord, I shouldn't have said that. Yes, ma'am, we haven't touched it. More. Thanks to all the frontline ladies. I know. Look at her in her Jeep, too. Have you seen her new Jeep? 